Sound of English Plus. Uh, I am Luke Roberts, and once again, I am here alone. Uh, this time, I do not have my beloved, uh, mi querido mascota, my beloved mascot, the orange with a face. I'm afraid I had to eat the orange with a face. Uh, because the orange with a face would have gone bad if I had not eaten it. Um, I would translate that into Spanish, but I don't feel like it. Not today, not today. I, I can do it, but I, I, I don't want to. Uh, so, hello. Uh, right, last time. Oh, no, no, before I begin, I have an important note to thank... Baugen teachers, or Vaughan teachers, as we more commonly say, the Vaughan teachers. Uh, Denise, who was here just now. Uh, Laura and Fed, which I think is short for Federico. Uh, because they helped me out. They helped me. May I ayudaron. They helped me out, uh, with some of the questions or some of the translations that I am going to use today in the phrasal verb show. Yes, that is correct. Uh, it is, of course, Tuesday, so this is the phrasal verb show. Now, last time, we talked all about to get to. Well, I say we. Uh, I did, mostly. Um, hopefully, you listened. And, uh, well, actually, uh, Leonor Maria and Belen, they gave me some... Um, uh, they gave me some uh, feedback, and Leonor, I seem to recall, um, yeah, she gave she gave us a very nice uh, recipe for Brussels sprouts. Uh, now, oh, I should remember what Brussels sprouts are. They are the tiny, tiny, uh, tiny cabbages, basically. Uh, I think that was my definition last time: was tiny, tiny cabbages. There they are again, repollitos de Bruselas. That was it. There we go, repollitos de Bruselas. Um, and yes, uh, yeah, Leonora gave us a very nice recipe with, uh, um, Brussels sprouts, which is not something you expect of a language show. So with any luck, you will learn to practice some idioms, uh, one or two idioms, and hopefully, um, some, some useful recipes, because that is, that's useful to know recipes. I love recipes. I don't cook enough. It's 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 a real problem of mine. Uh, right. Bef yes, a real problem. Una problema severa? No sé. I don't know. I really don't know. A, a severe problem. A real problem. Uh, right. Now, I also had a bit of a contest. Um, oh, hang on. Ah, Yolanda has just tweeted me saying it's Coles de Bruselas. I'm sorry. Ah, Word reference, ah, that's why. Word reference gave me the Argentinian version. That would explain it. Yes, sorry, yes, the uh, the Spanish version, the real Spanish version, the true Spanish version. No offense to anyone who is not, who speaks Spanish but is not from Spain. Uh, no os ofendes, people who aren't from Spain. But yes, the Castilian Spanish version is Coles de Bruselas. Thank you very much, Yolanda. 
Um, yes, because I, I need help with my Spanish. My Spanish needs help. It needs work. Necesita trabajo, I assume. Um, that might be ironically indicating that it needs help or needs work. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. El asunto que... Yeah, I, I have. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to try to speak Spanish now. <sighs> anyway, yes. So last week uh, we had uh, the very first round of my competition, the phrasal verb show competition, which I am going to call Latin verb phrasal verb. Latin verb phrasal verb, uh, because I gave you a Latinate. English verb, un verbo inglés pero uh, de, de latín. Um, and the verb I gave you was to incriminate. To incriminate. And I got uh, answers from Leono Maria and Belen, who both uh, get my wonderful approval. Um, Maybe my approval is not that wonderful. I like to think my approval is okay. As good as anyone else's. Similarly, good, uh, yes, as good as anyone else's. Uh, and yes, the answer, what, uh, as, uh, <clears throat> uh, what was, to what was the phrasal verb for that Latin verb is to stitch up. To stitch up. To stitch someone up. If you incriminate someone, you stitch someone up. And, yes, so that's uh, the Spanish word I assume would be incriminar, to incriminate. And I have some example sentences. So, he left evidence at our house and called the police. He left evidence at our house and called the police. He stitched us up. He stitched us right up. Yes. So, if you imagine three people, they embark on a crime, they steal some money, uh, and uh, yes, one of them leaves the evidence at the other two people's house. And there you go. He stitches them up. He stitches them right up, he does. Sorry, I'm slipping slightly into a Cockney-ish London accent. Cockney? spelt uh, C-O-C-K-N-E-Y, is an accent very common to London, and particularly it is, it is, sorry, not it is, well, that that is Cockney, it is. It's the, the glottal stop. Instead of saying it, you, instead of saying isn't it, you say in it. Um, yes, and uh, instead of saying, yes, so you say in it, things like that. And yeah, he stitches up. And yeah, actually, sim you as Spanish speakers, uh, as Spanish folk, you will quite like Cockney because, uh, like in uh, like in Spanish, you do not pronounce the H, el H, at the beginning of words. So instead of saying the posh English, he stitched us up. Whoops, I'll say that again. He stitched us up. In the Cockney, you say. He stitched us up. He stitched us up, innit? He stitched us up. More or less. Uh, any London folk out there, any people from London, I apologise for my terrible Cockney accent. Accent, and my, my accent is not naturally Cockney. Uh, right, anyway, more examples with stitch, stitched us up to stitch someone up. 
My friend Danielle always tells people I make his mistakes. He's constantly stitching me up for things I didn't do. He's constantly incriminating me for things I didn't do. Yeah. And last example. I did my homework, but Fred stole it. He took the credit for my homework. He stitched me up. So, yes, that was last time. And, oh, a very nice message from Yolanda. We all need help. That is the beauty. It is what makes us unique. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I'll agree. I will like that. There you go. There you go, Yolanda. Consider that liked. It's been liked. I like it. Uh, so, yes, now time for this week's Latin verb, phrasal verb. Uh, and it is to revert. To revert. So, if I didn't explain it correctly or well, what you must do is give me the Latinate verb. No, 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 no. That is the Latinate verb. I'm sorry. Yes, to revert is the Latinate verb. You must find the phrasal verb that is that has the same or very similar meaning as the Latinate verb. And that Latinate verb again is to revert. And uh, rather than wait all week, I'm going to give the answer to that today. Uh, because it was quite difficult to find the people who gave me the right answer last. I'm, I'm, yes, it was difficult to find the right answer again. The people who gave me the right answer, Leonor Maria and Belen, I, uh, I, I lost them a little bit. I lost them. Uh, so I had to go and dig around. I had to go and, uh, cavar, I think was the word. I, I had to dig around on, uh, on, uh, Twitter in order to get hold of, uh, who got the right answers. Yes, I had to dig around on face, on Twitter, on Twitter. And yes, so I did that and I found them eventually, but it, it took a while. So yes, the big reveal will be today. I will reveal what the phrasal verb for to revert is today. And, uh, yes, to reveal is, of course, uh, whoopsie daisy, revelar. Oh, so similar. Demostrar, poner, descubierto. Um, so yes, that's what word reference says. Anyway, now it is time to begin, uh, with our first phrasal verb and contrary to what you might think, contrary to what you might think, uh, the opposite of what you might think, I am not going to begin with a phrasal verb. It's a bit rebellious, I think. It's a bit unusual uh, to not begin with a phrasal verb on the phrasal verb show. But um, I, it's, this is the order in which I prepared it. Uh, so, we will begin. Uh, today's idiom is, and it's a very informal idiom, a very, very informal idiom, is to go mental at someone. And I chose this because I accidentally taught it to uh, a class of mine, to one of my trimestrals, to my Toronto trimestral. And uh, they asked me, Luke, what does it mean to go mental at someone? That they might not have used those words but they, they more or less asked me, Luke, what does it mean to go mental at someone? Uh, so, um, and thank you again to Laura and Fed for this. It means, in English, to become enraged, 
to become enraged, to become very, very angry. Uh, or it does mean to go crazy. And uh, anger and craziness, they're frequently connected. Uh, if you don't believe me, come join me at a family Christmas. Um, and I can show you that uh, craziness and anger are frequently connected. Um, and yes, uh, the approximate translation me is perder los nervios or perder los papeles con alguien uh, or volverse loco. Now, volverse loco is just to go mental, as in to go crazy, uh, to go mental. Uh, and the, um, that, so that's when you don't have a cause necessarily, you just go a bit mad. And the other one, perder los papeles con alguien, is to go mental at someone. And that is almost always about being very, very, very angry with someone. Um, I don't know if anyone here has gone mental at someone lately, but, uh, it's, it's, you know, we have to forgive. Forgive and forget. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the way forward. Peace in our time. Uh, anyway, uh, before I go off on one, before I, uh, digress, before I go off on one, uh, yes, now I digress. I, I swear I, I did this last week and I, I haven't learnt. You know why I haven't learnt? I didn't put it in my vocabulary diary. I think that's why I haven't learnt. If I had put the word uh, divagar in my vocabulary diary, a little notebook uh, with, uh, with the note that divagar means digress, um, I might have remembered it, but I didn't put it in my vocabulary diary. Very cheap vocabulary diaries. A good uh, 50, 60 cents in a chino. Fantastic things. Vocabulary diaries. Un diario de vocabulario. Right. So, we have just a few seconds. And I will ask you the first question. Um, and I would like a... Hmm, I hope a negative answer. Let's give me a, a negative answer. And you can think about that negative answer... While there are adverts. Now, the question is, does your boss go mental a lot? Does your boss go mental a lot? And uh, with any luck, you will have the negative answer after the break. Anuncios. ¿Pensando en tirarte a la piscina? Si vas a crear tu propia empresa, cuenta con Robert Asesores. Nuestro equipo es experto, profesional y, sobre todo, adaptado a tus necesidades. Te ayudamos en la constitución de tu empresa y te acompañamos y guiamos en el día a día de tu negocio para que puedas dedicarte a lo importante. Llámanos al 915646698 o visita nuestra web en robertasesores.com y siente la tranquilidad. Hola, soy Adriana Moody, autora de My First Dictionary y Step by Step for Kids. Y voy a estar en la caseta número 183 de la Feria del Libro en Madrid, los días 29 de mayo y también el 4 y 11 de junio. Vente y nos hacemos unos selfies. Además, podrás disfrutar de un 10% de descuento en todos nuestros materiales. Caseta 183 en el Parque del Retiro. 
¿Se te ocurre alguna forma mejor de pasar el verano que entrenando en Los Ángeles de San Rafael? Pasándolo en grande y en inglés, ¿a qué no? Pues apunta a tus hijos al campus de inmersión fútbol inglés de Vaughan en colaboración con la Fundación Atlético de Madrid. Solo fútbol y diversión sin clases. Aprenderán y hablarán inglés como Felipe Luis. Si tu hijo tiene entre 8 y 15 años, reserva tu plaza antes de que se acaben. Os esperamos a todos en el campus de inmersión en inglés a partir del 26 de junio. We want you on camps too. Infórmate en el 911. 1335832 o en grupobaugan.com Hola, soy Julia Novitsky, la autora del libro Mi Mundo en Inglés y voy a estar en la caseta número 183, 183, 183 de la Feria del Libro los días 5 de junio y 12 de junio. Vente y nos hacemos unos selfies, será divertidísimo. Además, podrás disfrutar de un 10% de descuento en todos nuestros materiales. Recuerda, caseta 183 en el Parque del Retiro. And we are back. And hopefully the answer, the negative answer to the question, does your boss go mental a lot was, no, my boss does not go mental a lot. No, my boss does not go mental a lot. And I hope that is true for those of you like me. Uh, for those of you who are like me and have bosses, my boss doesn't go mental a lot and it is much better when your boss does not go mental a lot. Uh, the next question, which is also present simple, is, and for fun, let's go with a positive answer. A positive answer, does your boss go mental at you a lot? And the positive answer to does your boss go mental at you a lot is yes, my boss goes mental at me a lot. I hope this is not true for you. Nobody deserves to have their boss go mental at them. Uh, right, next question. Question number three. Past simple. Uh, for which I want a negative answer is... Did your boss go mental at you yesterday? Did your boss go mental at you yesterday? And the negative answer is... No, my boss didn't go mental at me yesterday. Next answer. In the future simple is... Will your boss go mental at you tomorrow? Will your boss go mental at you tomorrow? I want a positive answer. And the positive answer is yes, my boss will go mental at me tomorrow. I, I haven't done the report. My boss will go mental at me tomorrow. Terrible, terrible stuff. Um, but maybe... You don't know why. And someone says, my boss will go mental at me tomorrow. My boss will go mental. My boss will go mental. My boss will go mental at me tomorrow. And I want to know why. So now, ask the question, why? And the question is, why will your boss go mental at you tomorrow? Why will your boss go mental at you tomorrow? What have you done? 
¿Qué hiciste? Oh no, ¿qué has hecho? What did you, what, uh, what have you done? Uh, yes. Uh, now we're going to move on to a slightly trickier question. Still future, but now it's the future conditional. The first conditional. And again, I want a positive answer. Uh, so, will your boss go mental at you if you are late? Will your boss go mental at you if you are late? Positive answer. Here comes the metronome. And the positive answer is yes, my boss will go mental at me if I am late. And with good reason. Yes, with good reason. With Conrathon. Because if you're, you know, there's, there's never an excuse to be late for work, is there really? Uh, yes. Um, so, well, I, I, maybe there is. Maybe there is. Uh, occasionally, perhaps there's an excuse to be, there's, there's sometimes a reason, isn't there? Well, yeah. I, I, I change opinion far too quickly. Anyway, um, we will move on to question number six this time. And you may notice you may have noticed that these questions are getting harder. So we are starting with the present simple normally and, yes, getting progressively harder. We are now on question number six and it is in the present perfect. And this one, uh, which I want, I want it to be negative. Give me a negative answer is, has your boss gone mental at you recently? Has your boss gone mental at you recently? And the negative answer for has your boss gone mental at you recently is no. My boss hasn't gone mental at me recently. My boss hasn't gone mental at me recently. Uh, ask me why. And the question with why is, why hasn't your boss gone mental at you recently? Why hasn't your boss gone mental at you recently? Uh, why hasn't my boss gone mental at me recently? I'm going to say it is because I haven't done anything terrible. I, my boss hasn't had a reason to go mental at me recently, so he hasn't gone mental at me recently. Um, maybe that will change today. Um, I hope it doesn't. I hope I haven't given him a reason to go mental at me. Uh, but yes, you know, their, their famous line, you know, pride cometh before the fall. Uh, sorry, that's, that's, that's old English, that one. Um, uh, so let's, 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 um, ah, yes, touch wood. There we go. I touched the table. Touch wood. That is to get rid of, um, yes. If you say something that's definite, like, uh, my boss hasn't gone mental at me recently because I haven't done anything wrong, then you touch wood so it won't happen because it might happen. You're, you're worried that it now will happen because you've said it hasn't happened. Uh, and it's, it's a bit superstitious of me, but I, 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 I touch wood. I touch wood when I'm feeling superstitious. Uh, now, next question is in the past perfect. And uh, those of you who know your auxiliary verbs, those of you who know your auxiliary verbs know that this will use had. So the question again is, 
had your boss gone mental at you before? And I want a positive answer. Metronome. And the positive answer too. Had your boss gone mental at you before is... Yeah, my boss had gone mental at me before. It's like the beginning of the... St- it's the beginning of a novel, I think. The beginning of a novel. El inicio de una novela. My boss had gone mental at me before, but never had I seen him quite as angry as that Tuesday morning. And, yes, well, there you go. Any any, uh, any ri- aspiring writers, any people who want to write a novel, there's the beginning of a story for you. Uh, for you, for you. I say, yeah, the beginning of a story for you. The beginning of a story for you. Uh, but I digress. Now, the next one is past continuous uh, and past simple. No, 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 just past continuous. Two past continuouses. Um, past continui? No, no, that's a lie. Definitely not past continui. Um, yes, two past continuous clauses. And here it comes. Was the phone ringing? Sonando. Was the phone ringing? Uh, when your boss was going mental at you? Was the phone ringing when your boss was going mental at you? And give me another positive answer. And the positive answer is, yes, the phone was ringing when my boss was going mental at me. The phone was ringing when my boss was going mental at me. Quite a stressful situation. You have a phone, it's ringing, your boss is going mental at you. I, I mean, I, it's, 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 it's very stressful, very stressful. You think you should pick up the phone, but your boss is going mental at you, so you can't pick up the phone. It, it, it's just very stressful. Anyway, uh, next question. Going on to a conditional, a second conditional, is would you go mental if I stole money from you? Would you go mental if I stole money from you? Uh, And I want a positive answer, because it's probably true. And the positive answer is, yes, I would go mental if you stole money from me. Um, Which any sane individual, any, uh, any person who is is of sound mind, any sane person, a person of sound mind, uh, would go mental if I stole money from them, I think. Or unless they were very forgiving, perhaps. Um, Yes, if they were a forgiving person, then they might not go mental if I stole money from them. Maybe they would just be hurt. Maybe they would just be... Maybe they would simply feel sad about it. Uh, But yes, moving on to the final go mental question. And this is third conditional third conditional would you have gone mental if i had stolen money from you would you have gone mental if i had stolen money from you and i would like a positive answer again and the answer is yes i would have gone mental uh, if you had stolen money from me. I would have gone mental if you had stolen money from me. Uh, anyway, ooh, 
Let's see. Yeah. Ah, we have an answer. Yes. Uh, stay tuned, because after the break, I will be revealing the phrasal verb for my Latinate verb. And uh, yes, see you in a minute. Consigue tu revista todos los meses en tu kiosco por solo 3,50 euros. O suscríbete y recibelas cómodamente en casa por menos de 30 euros al año. La forma más divertida de aprender inglés la tienes en tu revista Aprende Inglés TV. ¡Mami, vamos a la piscina! No, que tienes que hacer la digestión. ¡Oh! Venga, vamos a aprovechar para repasar el inglés. A ver, el verbo to be. I am, you are... ¡Qué rollo, mami! Para esto prefiero ver el tour. ¿Se aburren con el inglés? ¡Te echamos un cable! Estas vacaciones, los peques de la casa podrán repasar su inglés en verano con nuestros libros Vaughn Holidays. Podrán repasar el inglés que han visto en clase para primero, segundo, tercero y cuarto de primaria con unos libros divertidísimos y con el método Vaughan. Consíguelos en vaugantienda.com o llamando al 91-133-5833. 91-133-5833. Venga va, los verbos irregulares. Empezar. Begin, began, begun. Romper. Break, broke, broken. Venir. Come, came, come. ¡Qué rollazo! Sabes que hay otras formas de aprender inglés mucho menos rollazo y desde luego mucho más efectivas. ¿Quieres descubrirlas? Pues en nuestra tienda online, baugantienda.com, encontrarás todos los materiales Baugan que necesitas para aprender inglés de una forma práctica y dinámica. Morder, bite, bit, biten. <ríe> Deja eso ya. Visita nuestra web y hazte con el método más eficaz y divertido para aprender inglés por tu cuenta. baugantienda.com Consigue tu revista todos los meses en tu kiosco por solo 3,50 euros. O suscríbete y recibelas cómodamente en casa por menos de 30 euros al año. La forma más divertida de aprender inglés la tienes en tu revista Aprende Inglés TV. Esta es tu radio, Baudan Radio. the sound of English Plus and that can mean one of three things the sound of English Plus it could be the idiot box it could be on this day but because it is a Tuesday you are listening to Luke Roberts that is uh, Luke like Skywalker Roberts like Julia Roberts um, because yeah let's face it Let, let's admit it There, there aren't many famous Lukes and there aren't many famous Robertses. It's basically Luke Skywalker and Julia Roberts all the way. I am their child in spirit. Uh, I would like to be a Jedi and I wouldn't mind being an actor. You know, that that would be okay. So, uh, we are back and we have an answer to the eternal question. 
it's it's not an eternal question. I'm I'm exaggerating. To the question, what is the phrasal verb for the Latinate verb to revert? And the phrasal verb of choice uh, was given by Leonor Maria. And she got it right. She gave me a selection, actually. Revert equals go back equals roll back equals slip back equals switch back uh, and can be translated into Spanish as volver, revertir y saltar atrás. Um, Leonor Maria, you have once again got it right. It is go back. Go back uh, is what I was looking for. Go back or go back to. So uh, I suppose uh, you can think of this as a, a description of character. Um, so, for example, I used to drink Ha, I have it. I have it. I have it. Okay, I, I got. I, I, I sometimes you don't write. Sometimes I don't write things down when I should. I should write these things down. Um, and yes, so normally I drink Coca Cola, and I tried drinking. Uh, well, I don't know Mountain Dew, but I have gone back. I went back to Coca Cola because I like the flavor i guess i i feel i'm advertising them um but yeah that's fine they are real things i i can talk about that uh i normally eat bananas i tried eating cherries but i have gone back i have reverted to my previous behavior i have a friend called pavel he recently took up smoking and i'm hoping he will go back to not smoking i'm hoping he will revert uh, to not smoking because, well, you know, everyone says it's bad. Uh, even the smoking companies, I think, have to admit that it is, it's not the best thing for you, really, is it? Uh, if you could do it once in a while, if you could do it de vez en cuando, every now and then, it would be fine, I guess, but most people can't. It starts as social smoking and then, you know, they, they just keep going with it and they want to go back to not smoking. They want to revert to not smoking. Uh, and they try sometimes. They go for a day, maybe two days without smoking and then they go back to smoking. It's, it's a terrible, vicious cycle. That's, that's what it is. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, no, no offense to any smokers out there or non-smokers. Uh, I do not judge. Uh, I am asthmatic. I don't have much of a choice in the matter. Uh, I would like to try smoking briefly. I wish I had in my youth. I wish I had had a smoking phase. Both my parents had a smoking phase. Um, but yes, my lungs are that bad that I don't want to risk it. No quiero arriesgarlo. I don't want to risk it. Right, now we're going to go on to, we are going to move on to, we are going to advance to the actual phrasal verb of the day. Uh, now, do not be put off when I, uh, when I tell you what this phrasal verb is. Uh, please don't be put off by this phrasal verb. Do not... And according to this, it is, uh, do not be discouraged. Do not be desalentado. Uh, estoy, am I saying it right, Juanjo? Juanjo, the man at the helm. Um, sa, uh, desalentado. Es, un, es una palabra. Genial. I have, I have the thumb. I have the thumb. Thank you, Juanjo. The man running Vaughan Radio at the moment. It was Tino when I turned up briefly for two minutes. And, and it's been Juanjo, the man behind... Uh, the, the man at the helm, as as David said yesterday. Uh, yes, so do not be 
put off, desalentado, by this verb. Uh, the phrasal verb is to throw up. Now, many people probably uh, know, uh, know these uh, know this one as um, as vomitar, and it is it is that. It also has three other meanings that I have found, uh, and we will start off. Uh, of course, I am going to do vomitar. I, I, I will not avoid that. That's going to happen. However, to begin with, I'm going to do to throw up in the sense of to raise, to raise your hands. Uh, in this, in this case, uh, the Spanish would be levantaron las manos totalmente sorprendidos. They threw up their hands in utter amazement. They threw up their hands in utter amazement. And we have another little drill for this. And once again, I have my trusty, me, uh, my old trusty metronome, me metronomo confiable viejo, something like that. I don't know, something like that. Um, yes, to practice the questions with to throw up your hands. Levantar el brazo de manera violenta. Uh, or you can use it in the sense, in the figurative sense of rendirse. To throw up your hands. To surrender. Uh, so, my first question in the present simple is, and I want a positive answer. The question is, do you throw up your hands when you can't win? Do you throw up your hands when you can't win? Positive answer. Go. And the positive answer to do you throw up your hands when you can't win is yes, I throw up my hands when I can't win. I throw up my hands when I can't win. If I'm uh um, if I'm if I'm playing chess, if I'm playing football, if I'm oh no oh no ah oh, the the metronome has gone absolutely mad. It's that's double time. That's not what I want. Oh there we go back to normal back to normal crazy metronome. Um yes where was I I forget here we go next question also present simple. Do you throw up a hand when you know the answer? Do you throw up a hand in class? Maybe? Yes. Yes, in class. Do you throw up a hand when you know the answer? And I hope you will give me a positive answer again. And hopefully, if you are all about class participation, you will have said, Yes, I throw up a hand when I know the answer. I throw up a hand when I know the answer. Uh, because you might as well. That's that's class participation. That is getting your money's worth. Yes, to get your money's worth. That's a good expression. To get your money's worth. This is when uh, you try to get as much mon uh, out of an event as you can uh, when you have paid for it. If you if it's something is for free, you can't really get your money's worth. Um, but, uh, yes, if you've paid for something, you might as well get your money's worth, really. Mightn't you? Um, yes, a question tag with might there. Mightn't you? You might as well get your money's worth, mightn't you? Anyway, moving on into the past simple, travelling through time again. Did Napoleon, Napoleon, 
throw his hands up when he when he surrendered? Did Napoleon throw his hands up when he surrendered? And I'm assuming the truth is a negative answer. And the negative answer, which may or may not be true, I do not know, is no. Napoleon didn't throw his hands up when he surrendered. Uh, another question in the past simple is, did you throw up your hand in class yesterday? Give me a positive answer. Two, did you throw up your hand in class yesterday? And the positive answer is yes, I threw up my hand in class yesterday. Next one is in the future. Traveling now back to the future, which uh, is a film that most of my generation love. Uh, yes, back to the future. Uh, will you throw up your hand tomorrow? Give me another positive answer. And the positive answer to will you throw up your hand tomorrow is yes, I will throw up my hand tomorrow. Moving on now to the first conditional. Will you throw up your hand if you don't know the answer? Will you throw up your hand if you don't know the answer? And I would like a negative answer because that makes sense, doesn't it? Negative answer, go! Uh, no, I will not, I won't, I will not or I won't throw up my hand if I don't know the answer. Uh, right, next one. Using can. Can you? Can you throw up your hand if you don't know the answer? Um, so, puedes, can you? Can you throw up your hand if you don't know the answer? Give me a positive answer. And the positive answer is yes, you can throw I. Yes, you, as in, well, we can go two ways here. We have two choices. You can say, yes, I can throw up my hand if I don't know the answer. It doesn't make much sense, but I can throw up my hand if I don't know the answer. Or you can say it as you. Can one, uno se puede, throw up your hand um, and so the positive answer in that case is yes, you can throw up your hand if you don't know the answer. Again, it's hypothetical. So one can, uno se puede, I think, yeah, uh, it's, it's the same in Spanish, I believe. I've asked people about this, uh, and they seem to agree. You can basically say that, 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 you can say that, that works. Okay, next one is present perfect. And for this, I want a negative answer. Have you thrown up your hand lately in class? And give me a negative answer. And the negative answer was, no, I haven't thrown up 
my hand lately in class or my hand in class lately. You can say it either way around. You can say, I haven't thrown my hand up in class lately or I haven't thrown up my hand in lately in class. Either is okay, I believe. I be, for me, either is okay. Um, I am not the authority. I am not uh, la autoridad. Uh, I am not the authority on all of English. Uh, I do not have that honor. But uh, as an English speaker, as a native English speaker, I say you can th- say it either way. Either way is good. And let's see. We have two more questions before the next break. Ooh, uh, the uh, what 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 is this? This is ah, this is the second conditional. Second conditional. It's fine. It's the second conditional. Would you throw up your hand if you knew the answer? Would you throw up your hand if you knew the answer? Positive answer, please. And the positive answer is, yes, I would throw up my hand if I knew the answer, as any good student should. And last one, third conditional before the break, last one before the break, third conditional, is would you have thrown up your hand if you hadn't known the answer? Would you have thrown up your hand if you hadn't known the answer? And I want a negative answer. And the negative answer to would you have thrown up your hand if you hadn't known the answer is no, I wouldn't have thrown up my hand if I hadn't known the answer. Uh, So we are now coming up to the break. I will see you in a few minutes. Bienvenidos a los misterios del inglés. En el programa de hoy intentaremos dar respuesta a algunas de las cuestiones más escalofriantes del inglés. ¿Por qué nieta en inglés suena como grandota? ¿Qué es el reporter speech? Y lo más inquietante, ¿es cierto que un señor de Pamplona se convirtió en bilingüe en inglés en solo un día con Vaughan? No toquen el dial. Si quieren conocer las respuestas a todas estas preguntas... Dani, déjate de tonterías. ¿Cómo vas a convertirte en bilingüe en un solo día, hombre? Eso es imposible, de momento. Lo que sí puedes hacer en un solo día es perderle el miedo a comunicarte en inglés. Si te da vergüenza hablar en inglés, por la razón que sea, ven a J-Town y rompe esa barrera. J-Town es una versión concentrada de la experiencia Vaughan Town, nuestros pueblos de habla inglesa, disponible en Madrid y Barcelona. Llama al 91-133-5833 si te interesa nuestro J-Town Madrid y al 93-339-8687 si vives más cerca de Barcelona. O infórmate en grupo Vaughan.com. Com. Repito, 911335833 para Madrid y 933398687 para Barcelona. Escalofriante, mamen, verdaderamente escalofriante, ¿por qué no decir? Dani, cállate. And welcome back to the Sound of English Plus. Uh, you are joining me once again, Luke Roberts, in the Balgan Studio here in Madrid, uh, where we are talking about throwing up. Uh, not in the sense of vomitar, but in, we've had so far, levantar el brazo, uh, o los brazos de manera violenta. 
or uh, ooh, I have it just over here levantar las manos totalmente sorprendidos you can do both or in the sense of rendirse you can levantar los brazos uh, cuando te rindes I think uh, am I saying that right? I think so. Uh, okay, so that's the first one we've done. We're now going to move on to the second one, which is in the sense of to bring up, to throw up, to discover in conversation. Uh, and this is sacar una tema. So you can use throw up in this sense. It is less common than bring up. Uh, bring up in conversation is quite safe. Throw up in conversation is a little bit dangerous. But we will see how we do. Uh, we will see how we do. And this one is a bit different. It is a conversion exercise. A conversion exercise uh, is not actually as scary as my voice implies. Como mi voz implica? Nope, it is uh, relatively easy. Relatively easy. And we will try it together. So, my first example of a conversion using sacar una tema and the phrasal verb to throw up is that introduces some interesting ideas. That introduces some interesting ideas, and the conversion will go something like this. There will be a eight beats, eight talks of the metronome. And then I will give you the answer. And so that introduces some interesting ideas becomes that throws up some interesting ideas. That throws up some interesting ideas. Yeah. Or some interesting questions, maybe. That threw up some interesting questions. Um, next one. Uh, that technique always creates issues. That technique always creates issues. Convert. And the answer to that, or rather, the conversion of that technique always creates issues, is that technique always throws up issues. That technique always throws up issues. It really does. That technique always throws up issues. Terrible. Uh, right, next one. Those pupils create a lot of problems in class. Those pupils create a lot of problems in class. And the conversion answer is those pupils throw up a lot of problems in class. Uh, actually, now I think about that one again. It sounded good when I wrote it, but it when I wrote it, uh, when I wrote it, a bit cockney there. I went a bit cockney there, didn't I? Yeah, I went a bit cockney there, didn't I? I went a bit cockney there, didn't I? I went a bit cockney there, didn't I? Anyway, um, yes, those pupils throw up a lot of problems in class. Sounds a bit strange. Um, you could possibly get away with that you can possibly get by with that you can possibly use that uh but yes we'll 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 move on we will continue we will move on uh next one my students introduce some interesting questions my students introduce some interesting questions convert And the conversion answer to my students introduce some interesting questions becomes my students throw up some interesting questions. 
Yeah, my students always throw up some interesting questions. Uh, that's how I got to go mental at, as, as a drill. I, that's, that's why I wrote it. Because uh, I thought it would throw up some interesting... Because it, 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 it threw up some interesting questions. And it was thrown up by the passive version. It was thrown up by some interesting questions too. Uh, next one. The X-ray highlighted another issue. The X-ray highlighted another issue. And... For those of you paying attention, it was. The X-ray threw up another issue. The X-ray threw up another issue. If you had an X-ray, if you have ever had an X-ray and found something else, found another problem, that that means it threw up another issue. Uh, Next one. Marta introduced more points at the meeting. Marta introduced more points at the meeting. And the answer, the conversion answer is Marta threw up more points at the meeting. Marta threw up more points at the meeting. Next one. He suggested the idea at the president's meeting. He suggested the idea at the president's meeting. And here comes the tick-tock. And the answer is, he threw up the idea at the president's meeting. He threw up the idea at the president's meeting. Okay, we are running out of time. So, uh, I have decided we will probably not talk about vomiting today. We will not. We will talk about throwing up. We will not talk about vomiting. There you go. There is a paradox for you. Um, what is a paradox? I don't have time to go into it. I know, but I'm not telling. <laughs> Uh, it's not true. I don't really know. Oh, be quiet, metronome. I'm not talking to you. Uh, right. The next meaning, the next and final meaning of to throw up in this case is to construct in buildings, to construct something very quickly and without care. I couldn't find the uh, Spanish translation for this one, unfortunately, uh, but I think it's fair enough. It's like construir rapidamente sin cuidado. Okay, so very quickly. I'm going to ask you a question, and again, I need, um, uh, first time, we'll go with a negative answer. So, number one, do they throw up buildings in Spain? And the negative answer is no, they don't throw up buildings in Spain. They take their time. They use care. They don't just throw them up. They build them properly. They build them correctly. Uh, Next one. Ask me, ask me, people at home, ask me if they like to throw up buildings in England. And the correct question is, do they like to throw up buildings in England? And my answer would be, yeah, they like to throw up buildings in England. They throw them up all over the place. They throw them, they throw them up in... In in air in preservation areas, yeah, I think that's true. Actually, uh, they're, they're starting to do that. They they introduced a law that allowed them to throw up constructions in areas of natural beauty, so long as they replaced them someplace else. Which I just thought was terrible. I mean, you you can't replace three hundred thousand years of, of pristine woodland. 
sorry. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going. I'm going off on one. Shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that. Okay. Next question. Positive answer. Can they throw up a block of flats in two to three months? Actually, we'll go with a negative answer. I think two to three months is a bit quick. Can they throw up a block of flats in two to three months? Uh, if anyone out there works in construction, please correct me. Uh, you can always uh, correct me on I'm Luke Roberts on Twitter. I'm Luke Roberts. Uh, anyway, so can they throw up a block of flats in two to three months? And the negative answer is no, they can't throw up a block of flats in two to three months. Even that's, that's too fast. They can't throw up a block of flats in two to three months. Next one, pass simple. Did they throw that building up overnight? Did they throw that building up overnight? Positive answer. And the positive answer is, yeah, they threw that building up overnight. They threw that building up overnight. Uh, they were they were working so fast on that building, they just threw it up overnight. Uh, number five, which, well, I will give you the option. Uh, you can be positive or negative. I will give you both answers. Did they throw up Picasso Tower without discussion? Did they throw up Picasso Tower without discussion? And the positive answer would be, if it's true, I have no idea, is yeah, they threw up the they they threw up the Picasso Tower without discussion. But the negative answer, which is more likely to be true, is uh no, they didn't throw up the Picasso Tower without discussion. Um so yes, you have both for that one. Um Number six is pass simple. Did they throw up a lot of buildings before the market crashed? Did they throw up a lot of buildings before the market crashed? Give me a positive answer. And the positive answer is, yes, they threw up a lot of buildings before the market crashed. They were throwing up buildings everywhere, all over Europe and the United States and probably most of Asia as well. They were throwing up buildings everywhere. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is the last you will hear of me throwing up, thankfully. Um... Uh, because it is now the end of the show. But I will be back tomorrow with David Waddell at the same time for the Sound of English Plus. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a good one.